We the bestest cast with the left twist. Fat, fairly well dressed. Put me on the guest list. The guest list. Uh, yeah, on the guest list. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of On the Guest List with Fox trying to get down White Sox, Dave, Kenny Carkeet, and Dante. Big episode this week. We have a replay of one of our older interviews, but it is absolutely one of our biggest guests to date. We have Fitz from Fitz in the Tantrums here today. Absolutely great fucking guy. Kenny, of course, one of your buddies. Anything to say about Fitz to jump off? Just a fucking real human being, man. Love Fitz so much. His story is so inspiring how hard he fought for how long and his success story. And now just watching him out there shredding arenas and L.A. forums and doing his thing, man. It's uh, I'm pumped for him. He's such a sweet guy. I remember this being the first one that I think Dave was kind of like, holy shit, that's how you got famous? Like, that's yeah, how yeah, you yeah. to get fucking famous? You brought that up recently, Dave. Yeah, there's... Uh, I mean, we had interviewed a lot of really big guests beforehand, but like none with his his story and upcoming it, it was it was inspirational it really was not to sound cheesy or corny or anything but it was nothing kicked me in the nuts more than he went through that whole story he was like and, and i got turned down by all these record labels because i said i was too old i was 29 and i was yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. Wow. I, I started wow. i started punching the table and i was like dude i'm 29 what the fuck man he's and kenny just looked at me and went yeah dude you are Fuck you, fuck. <laughs> He's like, fuck you, dude. Dante wasn't even around at this point when we first did this interview. But, dude, I'm telling you, Fitz, all-time good dude. They're back out on the road now, smashing festivals. One of the best live bands to ever see. But you need to listen to this and listen to how he got to where he is. I also didn't even acknowledge, shouts out to everybody listening on Adobe Radio. This is week three for us. Yeah. Uh, dude. It's been outstanding. I fully enjoy being able to call this a radio show as well now. So shout out to everybody over there. Mike Fishkin, I love you. Eddie, I love you. Uh, let's go into our interview with Fitz from Fitz in the Tantrums. All right, ladies and gentlemen, on the guest list today, you may know him from Fitz in the Tantrums or his new solo album, Head Up High, which just dropped. We got Fitz on the podcast today. Fitz, thank you so much for being here today, man. What's up, guys? My pleasure. Very happy to have you here, man. We always like to start out with a statement right away. I just want to say, you've recently done Kimmel, you did Good Morning America, you did Ellen DeGeneres Show, and your new single was the theme of WrestleMania. I just want to say, we're sorry you had to go through all the low-level media outlets to get to us. So, Sometimes you just got to slog to get to the, to get to the mountaintop. Yes, you're, it up real, <laughs> you're at the mountaintop, bro. First off, man, uh, new album's great. How's, how's the reaction been thus far? It's been awesome, you know. I mean, we were on Fits in the Tangents. We were on tour as everything was happening, uh, unfolding. And then our tour got cut short the last few days. All got sent home. All of our three following tours all got canceled. And uh, I was just at home like everybody else, losing my mind. And I was like, all right, I guess I'll try and write a song on Zoom with some friends. This is weird. And then just kind of kept plowing through it. And... Ended up making this record and, you know, this record is really filled with just I feel like a lot of mantras and a lot of messages that myself, my wife, our three kids and our friends all kind of needed to, to hear at different points of this long haul, 14, 15 months of pandemic. Um, so it's really cool to finally have it out in the world and see uh, see it touching people in the way that I was hoping it would. So it's been really cool. Dude, that it's almost like you accidentally made an album. That's awesome. 
I told you, you know, I was just like cranking, just hiding. This is my studio uh, in my garage next to the house. And I would just half the time come in here to hide from my friggin' kids um, <laughs> and just do something to keep myself sane. And before I knew it, I had enough songs where I was like, wait, is this a solo record? I think it is. No. <laughs> I mean, the first thing I was going to ask you actually was, was this something that got created before quarantine or was this a product of quarantine? And now having that knowledge, songs like Head Up High as a mantra is kind of like perfect for the moment, man. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of songs on there. Head Up High, obviously. Um, you know, there's uh, there's a song called Congratulations on the album. And I had to perform for Good Morning America is it Good Morning America? Yeah, I think it was Good Morning America. <laughs> From my backyard at like 4.30 in the morning last year and performed for all the graduating class of 2020. And first of all, just performing in your backyard, you know, for New York time zone, praying that my neighbors don't call the cops before we finish <laughs> yeah. singing the song. <laughs> But just before I performed, they had me up on a screen and then I was talking to all these thousands of kids that had all logged in to celebrate their graduation. And they were all just in their Zoom little windows. And I was like, man, what if I just spent four years busting my ass <laughs> in college to to be, you know, cum laude and this is this is the send off I get? <laughs> this is this is my graduation or I just busted butt senior year of high school and this is my graduation. So I just literally wrote a song called Congratulations. And one of the lines is like, if you're not going to say it to me, I'm going to say it to myself. Congratulations. And there's so many songs like House Party. So literally, I would make a song here during the day eat dinner with the kids, play them the song. We would all dance our butts off to kind of keep from going stir crazy so there was another song called house party you know and it's like the songs are all not directly but indirectly are addressing all these different moments of what we all had to experience as a family in pandemic it Were sounds we? like it's so honest you know what i mean which is mm. like that which is the most beautiful thing to me is that like these songs were born out of an honest experience of what was happening in your life in that time it wasn't you're like if i write a song about this that'll be kind of cool it was this is what's happening now. That's really cool, man. Well, you know, and there's another song on the record called Somebody Sometimes. And it's basically like the, the lyric is everybody needs somebody sometimes. Because for us, you know, it's my wife and our three kids. You know, I get a thousand kisses from my kids a day. I get hug. I get love. I get affection. And then I had a few friends that were single mm. and sat through like four or five months being completely by themselves and i think i would have lost my mind and just we would check in facetime with some friends and after a couple months i could really tell i mean it was like it was hard on people so there was another song you know just talking about everybody needs that human connection you know so where would you put this album up like on the pantheon of everything you've done throughout your musical journey? Like, cause this, like, this is something that every single person on the planet can feel and resonate with. And, and I'm like, as I'm doing research, like I'm reading, like you're, you had an old ex-girlfriend give you a piano uh, years ago. And you're like, that's like the most important song I've ever written. I bought it off her for 50 bucks, got delivered to my house that day. 
like that was my song does does everything that you've written because of what's going on in the world in the last year like does that jump over that or is it like how do you how do you figure all that you know I mean, you know, anybody that makes music is sort of like you work your butt off to make a record and then you maybe never listen to it again. And you're kind of always pumped on the latest thing that you're you're working on because that's where we live and being creative and making stuff. But, you know, there's so many different songs on all of the Fits and the Tensions records that I'm proud of, but I'm definitely really proud of, of this record, how... It kept me saying what it meant to me. I mean, it just has a, a real emotional place for me. You know, fits in the tangent. We had been together already for 12 years. This was the longest I ever have spent at home in 12 years. It was a world's record after one month. <laughs> you know, my wife and I is like, we've never spent this much time together. You know, my kids, you know, have gotten to see me every morning and every night for 15 months. I wasn't even here for the birth of our third kid. We were in Korea doing uh, doing shows and he came early and all of a sudden I'm FaceTiming. There's my wife like, I just gave birth to our son and I was just sobbing because I was like, I'm sorry I'm not there. Flew home, spent six days with him and then left for a six week tour. So honestly, I didn't even know that little fucker. <laughs> Damn, that's so heavy. That's heavy. You know? That's heavy as fuck. Well, here's my other question. Are they sick of you yet? Are they ready for you to go back out on the road? And are you uh, sick of them? <laughs> I mean, we've definitely, I mean, we've been through every phase, you know, I mean, with three, I mean, we got three boys, mm. seven, seven, four, and two, you know, it's like, it's like that's, right that's fist fight central right yeah. there, bro. It, oh, I mean, it's just like so wild. They're so aggressive with each other, <laughs> pouncing, wrestling, screaming. You know, I mean, there's some days that my wife and I were losing our friggin' minds. But overall, it's been amazing. I think, uh, you know, I'm I'm actually going out next weekend for a first four day run, five day run, and then uh, and then June 25th, I'm out all summer. Are you How's playing that? tonight? Is that Ventura thing tonight? Yeah, I'm playing tonight in Ventura. Like I saw that. I was talking to Jack from All Time Low, and he's like, yeah, we got that show tonight. I'm like, oh, wait, that's Fitz, too, I think. It's cool, man. Yeah. Have fun. How's that feel? Because you guys are such a live band. You're such a tour-heavy band. Like, mm -hmm. the, 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 is, is the excitement back, or is there a bit of nerves right now because you haven't done it in so long? I don't know. You know, it's hard to tell. I've gotten really comfortable being home. Mm. Yeah. For a guy that's that's by nature a homebody, and then had this band that had this moment and then I left for for tour for 12 years. It's been really nice to have that consistency and to be home. I don't know. I'm out of shape. <laughs> I'm I'm a homebody now, you know. Uh, I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I'm excited to get out there. I'm not excited to get it. I mean, it's the whole thing, you know, like, and I'm going to be out there all summer. So once I'm out there, it's like, I got to get into it. Get out there. <laughs> You're not nervous about the performance. You're nervous about transitioning back to being yeah, out on the, the road, change. sleeping Everybody on two inch mattresses, it. rolling every night. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the, the performing part after a couple of shows, I'll get my cardio back up. Exactly. Well, I think for me, like the 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 thing I've been feeling is it's not actually playing the shows. It's everything else that goes along with touring that I'm feeling anxious about. It's being away from home. It's 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 the the crowd work. But it's more, once you get on stage, it's totally good. But it's it's everything that goes along with the touring that to me I'm feeling weird about. 
Yeah, well, you know, I mean, it's it's a twenty four hour a day job. You know, it's not like I uh, I get to perform and come home every night. It's like twenty four hours a day. You're sleeping like crap on a bus. You wake up trying to find a place to take a dump and get a cup of halfway decent cup of coffee. Major. And for me, you know, that's also like then they the there's a car waiting and we get in it and we go visit to two radio stations sometimes three we do three mini perform incredibly jealous you're also like god fucking damn it man bro how cool. many times how many times have we had conversations where i said like i have guests on and i'm like fuck you for that song because i wish i wrote it like that that's right. a for as a songwriter that's a normal feeling to have it's more of like a it's a compliment than it it's is a compliment for sure yeah, it's 100 percent a compliment how did i not think of that fuck. Mm. <laughs> you know yeah absolutely well fits uh, one question as far as like moving towards the end of the interview i want to know like you have such an eclectic taste in music. What are you interested in today? Like, what artists are you listening to now that you're pulling inspiration from? Or you are just have on repeat? Well, you know, I mean, when you make music for a living, it sort of becomes a love-hate relationship. I mean, for almost a whole decade, I didn't even own a home stereo. Really? No, because I make music all day on the road. I have, my tinnitus is like through the roof. I'm just driving silence. Like, all day long you know and i make music in my studio i go out of the the studio i don't want to listen to anything anymore your ears are muscles yep like anything else and when there's a lot of noise your muscle your ears have to work to process so it's a muscle so it's basically like somebody asking you like on your time off to still be lifting weights you know it's like you don't want but this pandemic you know is just like needed to to sort of have the space to enjoy music again and the two people that i flipped for this whole entire pa- uh, pandemic were remy wolf mm. uh whose whole catalog her and this and her partner in crime jared just their music is so good and then bakar i don't know bakar but i'm gonna check that out e-a-k-a-r he had one song this this past pandemic on alternative radio but you should just put his, his whole playlist he's a uk guy that that does like post-punk rap Ooh. retro soul black guy from the uk so it's like i don't know he's got a really cool uk sort of uh influences and he has a song that if you watch the NFL, they used all last year, that's total retro soul. And then he has this song called first time, which Kenny just as a producer, go listen to it because there's literally four fucking elements in the whole thing. And it slaps like a motherfucker. God damn it. (laughs) Uh, And then he has a song called Dracula, which make sure to check that one out because it is so like post punky, like, ugh. So that guy you could just put on, but those two albums I say were the our biggest, my wife and I's biggest influence of like just on repeat the whole pandemic and had a moment of really enjoying music as a listener again for the first time in a long time. I feel like I had that moment too where I was fucking bored with everything and I was just fried before the pandemic and then I fell back in love with the actual like journey of finding new music because I yeah. know Kenny's a big 100%. guy who looks. Kenny looks for music constantly. Kenny con- always wants to hear what it is and that he can disappointed for the most, part, for the most, most of the time part. disappointed. But that's why uh, to what Fitz was saying, that's why 
surfing means so much to me because it's the one place where I don't listen to anything. There's nothing. There's just quiet out there and a drive in silence. You know, you leave the studio after 12 hours. I don't even put on a fucking podcast. It's just quiet. Just, you know, I'm a sports talk radio guy. I don't listen to music in the car. I just listen to sports talk radio. It's where I like clear my system of all the music shit. There is that thing too. When you leave the studio and, I want nothing to do with music for the next as long as I can before I get back into the studio. Hundred percent. You fucking fry yourself out that way. I try to tell my wife it's like doing math all day. She's like, "No, it's not. You smoke weed and make rap beats." (laughs) And I'm like, "No, it's like doing math all day." You can fucking smoke weed and and do math, dude. I'm pretty sure that's like a help. Uh, Fitz, dude, honestly, this is this has been amazing, man, and and I'm really excited to see what you have going on. Uh, Where or when does the tour start? When does the long tour start? Uh, starts at the end of June, like June 25th. And I don't even know where it's going. <laughs> Wherever it is, we'll that's out, where right? it'll be. No, I think it's my, it's all like Southeast and, and Midwest. I feel like and it's kind of where it has to be right now because of like the, 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 what are they like the laws and shit like I that. Think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then August, I think it's all like Northwest on down. I don't know. Something. <laughs> Groundhog Day. Have a blast, man. Enjoy every Seriously, moment of getting bro. back out there. That's awesome. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for a great time and, and hang. Dude, everybody, go check out the new solo album from Fitz. Run back through the Fitz and the Tantrum catalog. Go see him when he's on tour. Fitz, thank you so much for being here, brother. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Have thanks, a good Fitz. one. All right, so that was our friend Fitz from Fitz and the Tantrums. Please go check them out on tour while they're out there. Everything's selling out. They're absolutely fucking smashing it. Fitz is an absolutely great guy. We are very thankful that he was able to stop by and say what's up to us. But uh, let's let's talk, boys, because last week we, we went over all the new releases. At this point, we're recording a little bit earlier this week than we generally do. But we do have a few things to talk about in music. No real releases yet this week, but one thing that did happen is the VMAs were on. On like 20 different fucking channels all over by channel. MTV. Crazy. Every channel. It was on like Nat Geo. Everything. Viacom. Anything Viacom. It was simulcast to like 30 channels. Did any of you guys watch it? I watched the whole thing, unfortunately. Did you? Yikes. I did. I did. And um, made me feel bad about myself. I don't know if it made me feel <laughs> bad about myself as, as opposed to like, Fuck, this is awful. <laughs> like, yeah. Some of these songs are garbage. Honestly, I'm not that big of an Olivia fan. I get uh, what she's doing, but like, no, but did you see her performance? It's very B minus. Her voice is very B minus. Like, it it's, is. it's cute. Okay, but like, why? But she won everything. And it was all about her. It was like the prom for Olivia Rodrigo. I mean, whatever. Then my wife looked at me and she goes, I'm not old. I get all this stuff. And she didn't get anything that was happening. It was really funny. Oh, my <laughs> God. I mean, I, all I really saw about the entire night was Conor McGregor almost punching Machine Gun Kelly. And God, I wish that punch would have landed. That would have been so fucking sick. Question. Question. Does anybody here besides me think that that was staged? Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Staged. I never thought about it. Do they do anything? Here, all right. Conor here's McGregor the, do here's the thing. Here's the thing. Why the fuck is Conor McGregor at the VMAs? He's never been before. That was my first question. Why is he going this year after embarrassing himself in his last fight? Yeah, it's not the same thing. Like, seriously. So that's red flag number one. Red flag number two is, like, he's, I mean, he's obviously a fucking hothead, but he's not, like, I I don't know. It, It just, the minute it happened, I was just like, this is, it feels too Jake Polish to me. Yeah, it, it bums me out that like 
because I really like when he was coming up like 2013, 2014, he was so much fucking fun. And now everything just feels like a sideshow. After the last Poirier fight, when he was laying in the corner with his foot hanging off and he's screaming about like trying to fuck Poirier's wife. I was like, come yeah. on, bro. you're just being an asshole at this point. You're making all the Irish people like Dave out here look like idiots. <laughs> I don't, I don't fucking claim him. <laughs> But no, I mean, the part of the conversation here has to be, one, do, do the VMAs still matter? And two, do they and are we just old as fuck? Like, I don't know. Like, to me, it didn't mean shit to me. When we were kids, I remember, like, even, like, 2010, it, Kanye coming back and doing Runaway. It was, was a point. It was appointment TV back in the yeah. day. Yes, absolutely was. And I just don't... Maybe there's just too much entertainment now. Well, back, I in, mean, well, back, back in the day, those music videos weighed so much more heavily because that's how the music looked, right? And now with all the social media, there's five-second clips, you know, right. and stories and all the different things that people can consume. So, like, when these videos, they're like, winner of this best video, you're like, I never even fucking saw that video. What fucking video, you know? Right. No, I, you're right. I have the list of performers here, and uh, you guys can stop me when you hit somebody that you'd want to see. I mean, Alicia Keys performed, which is pretty sick, but, like, when she, was the last she's, time? she's great. great. She's fucking amazing. But when was the last time you heard a Alicia Keys song and you were like, yeah, that's that's fucking for long pre pre Swiss beats, man. I was just about yes. to say pre Swiss. Uh, yeah. Dude, you know what? One of my all time hot takes is like one of the worst songs ever is "Girl on Fire" by Alicia Keys. That is <laughs> I think you said that before. That is one of the dumbest fucking songs I've ever heard lyrically in my life. Do you know what it's about? It's about the Hunger Games. She wrote it about Katniss Everdeen from the Hunger Games. Maybe I hate, hate that everything. song. I hate, yeah, I hate I hate everything. I did too. not know that. Diary of Alicia Keys, Alicia Keys, goat. Yeah. Anything from like Swiss Beats on, miss me. Yeah. Uh, Camilla Cabello performed. Doja Cat performed, looking like the fucking slug from a from a Bug's Life. Did you see that fucking quilt yeah. outfit thing? Uh, uh, Ed Sheeran performed his dookie ass song Shivers. That was we so dookie. Dookie. Uh, we had Justin Bieber perform. Casey Musgraves, Lil Nas X, Machine Gun Kelly. Olivia Rodrigo, basically everybody that you would expect. Lil Nas X's performance pissed off all of conservative America. That's, that's all he. Are. That's all he does. That's all he. I like, know. Tries I know. To that's do. what he does. But not for the like. And like, I just, I, I just see people at home just fucking probably as Dave's it. sitting in the corner just shaking his fist like, why I ought to. <laughs> these kids these days. Oh my God, uh, Travis Barker, of course. Worse. Swedish House Mafia. I don't know. I look at this and nothing I looked on it, here. I was like, wow, really shit. It was, it was kind of embarrassing. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And it, it just like the other part of it is why would you ever fucking schedule something on NFL opening day slash Whoa, night? <laughs> like what? Like they could have done it the week before. I get that it's Labor Day, but even better. Labor Day Sunday. No one's working Monday. You got nothing going on. You've captive audience. Like you could have done it then. You could have moved it back a week to week two. It's just, I just, the fact that they were trying to compete with football opening weekend scheduled this up. I, well, I actually, I know why. And it's going to segue into our next topic is because of the Met was. Yeah. 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 I'll end the VMAs talk with saying if it was competing with the NFL, it was actually directly just competing with your Chicago Bears. So you might have <laughs> lost a few uh, viewers, luckily. What do you got? Can I just quickly ask you, you're going to burn it to the ground? Like, what do you think is going to happen here? Dude, Who they, knows, man. they, if they would have, if, if that was the plan, they would have done it 20 times by now. They, they just keep putting band aids on it. And I knew you yeah, guys, yeah, that's were, all they're doing. Yeah. I knew you guys were fucked when Matt Nagy walked out without a visor. I knew he had just given up. 
He's bald he, ass it's, he's he's a joke. I'm apathetic at this joke. point, which is sad. I want to care. Week one, and you're apathetic. Unbelievable. Yep. Eagle, Eagles. I mean, it's it's a year to year. Like I, I'm apathetic. Understood. Uh, yeah, and let's just wrap up music news with the Met Gala. It has nothing to do with music, but can we all just admit? It's the Illuminati meeting every year, and it's just fucking creepy as hell. I fucking hate everything, dude. God damn it. Everything, everywhere I look, everything I see, I just fucking hate it. And I don't know if it's me getting older, if like, nope. maybe I'm right. You know what I mean? I think no, you, right. we all feel the same way, don't we? Yeah. I do. I, yeah, and we're four middle American fucking dudes. It, it's, the most, parents. it's the most out of touch like yeah. group of people I think I've ever seen assembled in one place. Yeah, that's that's a really good way to put it. And like, like watching, watching, scrolling Twitter and like seeing the outfits and the like posing for the photos. It's just like I, I hate saying this. And, like but a, the thing is, is like, cliche. especially with social media. And I never heard of the Met Gala until I had social media. So I've only known about it for the last, you know, nine, ten years or whatever. But like, well, I feel it like used social to be media, like a lot of people enable it. It used to be like a New York socialite event, like you know, all the fucking rich, like New York people got together and like jerked each other off and raised money for a good cause. And now it's turned into like the celebrities have taken it over and all this, but watching it, I just can't help but think like, this is why the terrorists hate us. <laughs> yeah. 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 Seriously. Yeah. 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 Seriously. And I would, and I would too. Cause I'm like, we're fucked. I hate it. Yeah. yeah. I hate Does it. Does that make me a terrorist? <laughs> Fuck. There's nothing more you know, in touch with it to me. YouTube knows I want things I don't even know that I want. Uh, Dante, on your list. <laughs> this is going to be a weird one, but uh, LaGuardia Airport. Mm. What? Why? I love it on your list. Yo, used to be the worst fucking place on the planet. Now, every t- I was just there this morning, like 6 a.m. Now, every time I'm there, I'm like in awe at what a great job they did with the new construction. It is. Damn, Okay. It is fucking incredible. And dude, I have like, never, ever, ever had an issue at that airport ever well, in my you, entire well, life. You must not have been going there like 10 years ago because it was, uh, yeah, it wasn't earth. hell on earth. One of the, it was like third world country airport. Now it's top state of the art, everything. Everything is brand new, so nice, so comfortable, so functional, spread out. I mean, it's, it's fucking incredible. And what's crazy is I, I always like tweet out, what a great job they did on this. And people that did it are actually from Chicago. They follow me and they're always, they always like respond and say, yeah, it was a Chicago company. And this is how fucked up Chicago is. They're rebuilding O'Hare airport. And they didn't even, they didn't even take a bid from this company that did LaGuardia. That is one of the, both of Chicago's airports suck balls. I see. I don't, I think Midway is completely fine. And and recently, uh, O'Hare, I, I literally, the last time I flew out to New York, whenever that was June or so, I did not have a single person in front of me in the TS, TSA line. Ooh, I literally God. got to the airport and walked to TSA and handed them my ideas and shit. It was the craziest fucking thing ever. I was like 8,000 years early. That's the Dude, best. I had that at, at, in LA and I couldn't believe it. I'd never been in the LA airport. And when I, I checked, I literally walked through security in two seconds. I, I thought I was like, this has to be bad. Like somebody must not be doing their job. But uh, damn, Dante, you really did a 180 from your off the list last week. So goddamn, <laughs> congratulations. Uh, my off the list, I I just had I just wrote Met Gala. I have nothing else to say. <laughs> I, I just yeah, fucking, yeah. I just don't get it. I don't fucking get it. 
Like, why is Frank Ocean holding a green baby? That's not art. It's weird. I don't like it. I, I, I just, I'm not about it. I don't understand it. Like, who told you you look cool? You don't. Like, give me somebody in fucking Tim's in fucking jeans and a, and a puffy jeans. Just dress everybody like they're on a corner in New York. Take me back to 99. I'm friends with this girl in, uh, in LA who's like, she's trying to get into all the fucking star celebrity scene, blah, blah, blah. Um, she said that there are a handful. The one I remember her saying specifically was Brian Cranston. Well, like, like, I guess they all, they all get their tickets from their agents and publicists and shit, uh, to all these big events like the Oscars and Academy Awards and blah, blah, blah. But like the more down to earth ones will buy their own tickets. will walk through the side doors. will like shake their hands, kiss babies of a few people make and like they're normal. And she said, Brian Cranston is like that guy. He's also a dude who fought for his career. He did. Oh like, yeah, yeah. He, he, he was wasn't famous that. until he was fucking fifty-five. I mean, Malcolm in the Middle was a big show, and he was we like, love Brian of, Cranston." I fucking love Brian Cranston. Yeah, dude. oh yeah. I mean, he used to do like little guest spots on King of Queens for like dude, one. He episode. was a dentist in fucking Seinfeld. Seinfeld, yeah. What the fuck? So yeah, shouts out Brian Cranston. Fuck the Met Gala. Kenny, off your list. Bro, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. Mine will be quick. It was the fucking VMAs. Uh, more specifically, Conor McGregor's pink suit. That's what I actually wrote down. Uh, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Chill out. Calm down and fucking take a seat. Jesus Christ, dude. I, if you I can wouldn't be- see if I was Conor McGregor and like a prize fighter, I would absolutely wear stuff like that. I would be so fucking cocky. <laughs> no, true. <and> just- <laughs> true. I want Dave to do that now. I think it'd be sick. Fucking I can't Dave. pull it off now, though. I want to see Dave dressed like Cam Newton. But like, here, if I, really I really ever want. like am like a multi, multi-millionaire with fuck you money, like generational wealth, I will flip that switch so fucking fast. <laughs> Dave needs to dress like Russell Westbrook. Yo! <laughs> I'll, I'll dress like fucking Cam Newton. I don't give a shit. I'll dress like whatever I want, and I'll just fucking dangle money in people's faces like a carrot in front of a mule. God, I hope we get rich together, Dave. That'd be so Man, sick. Oh, my oh. God. Would we have fun, Kenny? Oh, oh my God. Would we have fun? You'd go to fucking Mexico and never come back, dude. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, Dante, you're off the list. PR people. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, fired. Fuck you. And this asterisk because I have some friends that are in the industry and some of <laughs> sure. Cheryl's, some of my fiance's best friends are PR people. But besides them, they, they suck. They're fucking. So Awful. they're dying. One, they're dinosaurs. They're, they're pretty unnecessary nowadays. And two, they're, the kind of people that I can't stand that create issues and drama and controversies to justify their job. Uh-huh, uh-huh, oh uh-huh. my God. So, it's so they, fucking true. So things that shouldn't be an issue and should be fucking smooth sailing, they stir up and, you know, put roadblocks in. And obviously I'm coming off a very personal, uh, <laughs> issue here that, Point them uh, out. yeah but i so agree sensitive. i agree and i've had a long career with pr people yeah they i mean what like hi i paid you three thousand dollars and you got me a blog <laughs> are you fucking out of your mind give me my money back fuck you i remember our first time getting a pr person we had a meeting in fucking new york we were in like the fucking upper east side and our label out of nashville was paying for it and i went to the meeting and they were like so what do you guys do? And I was like, you don't even know what we're doing. We're already on the clock, you fucking losers. Jesus Christ. And I remember like texting the, the label owner being like, are we paying for this? She goes, 
oh yeah and i was like yep. she didn't even know who i was what the fuck are we doing here why are you paying this person so dante i totally fucking agree with that sentiment jesus christ it's a joke it's a fucking joke dude kenny give Get me one good publicist give me one good publicist story i mean the, one of the best ones that i had was uh let's see i had a, I had a band with uh, Max Collins of Eve 6 called Fitness. He has two kids. He's a recovering alcoholic. The only thing after $15,000 in a four-month retainer that she got us, I shit you not, was Parenting Magazine and like, <laughs> and, and like Recovery Magazine or something like that. And I'm like, are you out of your fucking mind? Give me my money back. It would Jesus be great. Christ. It would be great though if they switched the articles by accident. And in parenting, it was a whole thing about Max and recovery, and then in the recovery magazine, it was about <laughs> yeah, yeah, being yeah. a dad. The only good thing about Max and I were so um, done with the industry by the time we formed Fitness that any interview we ever gave was either full bullshit comedy or yeah. like you know what I mean no holds barred just no filter and nobody really liked what we had to say they're like yeah but what about this and Max is like no fuck that that doesn't work I'm like oh, love it let's <laughs> yeah, go yeah, yeah. dude uh yeah I have a publicist it's called fucking Instagram and Twitter I don't need that yeah. I don't need I don't need somebody to fucking shove me in a certain direction fuck that bullshit that's a good one Dante uh all right let's wrap it up let's get out of here with what the fuck we've been listening to uh, I went with a band that actually courtesy of Robbie Fox. He sent me this today. A band called Grayscale. They're kind of like a pop oh, yeah, punkish yeah, yeah. Yeah, type yeah, band. Uh, Are they Australian? So I'm not actually sure. I need to look further into it. Um, I literally just heard one song and I got blown away. It sounds like pop punk meets the 1975 with, with saxophones. It sounded like something that went through the inside of my fucking brain and got spit out. It is fucking dope. That sounds dope. It was hot as fuck. He's talked about them a couple times. No, they're from he? Philly, yo. Grayscale's from Philly? Yeah, from wow. Philly. Wow. Yo, I'm about to call my boys up. What's up, dude? Oh, and their lead singer's name's Colin. You better go fight someone. What's his last <laughs> name? Uh, Walsh. I thought you were going to say Budney. I was going to be like, wait, I did that? <laughs> Holy shit, let's go, dude. All right, yeah, fucking Grayscale. Shouts out Philadelphia. Shouts out 1975. Shouts out Saxophones. Kenny, what the fuck have you been listening to? What the fuck did I write down? Oh, yeah. A Ghost Inside is the name of the song by a band called Broken Bells, yes. which is like kind of a sleeper band that not a lot of people know of. It's Danger Mouse and the singer from The Shins, which they all they, bo they both do a lot of other stuff. Like Danger Mouse has done the Gorillas records and Beck yeah. and ASAP Rocky. And, Gnarls Barkley. Yeah, and The Shins are one of the greatest bands of all time. But they did this really cool like indie electronic thing called Broken Bells. I, I don't even know how many records it was. Like one, maybe. They had but, a um, huge hit. It's though. a really... Yeah, no, they did. Uh, I think that was the one. That's the hit. But just great. I mean, put it on. Listen to the whole record. Good, good shit. That's Dante, great call. Dante, ever listen to the Grey album? course the yeah. that that was put danger mouse on the map yeah that shit it was that that was like our high school years be it people be like yo you ever heard the fucking gray album dude it's dude i still can't believe he didn't get sued into oblivion for that thank you limewire it's the only thing i can I say i mean but like jay-z even embraced that i mean it was that's how good it was where the labels and jay-z and probably paul mccartney were like yeah Go you fucking it. killed it Man, I just said LimeWire and I thought of how many fucking computers I destroyed with porn. Uh, I feel so bad for my parents, dude. Just, yeah, that, dude, you'd just fucking fire that shit up before school and then you'd have to, it would have to fucking download for 13 hours. And <laughs> yeah. then when you got home, you knew you had goods waiting for you. Like, gold, <laughs> lesbian lovers, 69 in front of, dude. 
Click Dude, <laughs> I fucking, oh my God, my mom would always be like, why does the fucking computer keep breaking? I don't get it. And me and my brother are like 14 and 12 respectively and just be like, I don't know, man, this computer sucks. I would, I would hide <laughs> the files in like folders inside of folders inside of folders and rename them like White Sox highlights or something. <laughs> well, finally, finally, my mom would take the computer to somebody and she'd be, we'd be sitting at dinner or something like that and she'd be, it'd be dead quiet. You just hear forks scraping across plates and she'd be like, Matthew, my little brother, she'd be like, Matthew, what is bigbooties.com? And that would just like look up. She never looked at me. She'd never be like, Colin, were you at on a like fucking 89.com again today? She would always look right at Matt and be like, so what's this porn? And Matt would be like, I don't know. Dude, it wasn't me. I'm dead serious. We Deny T die. Bro, it, you know, in the dark night when the Joker lights that pile of money on fire? Yeah. You could have done that with laptops and fucking desktop computers <laughs> in my house growing up. We just fucking ran. Probably all of our houses. Thanks yeah. a lot, LimeWire. Thanks a Those lot. Those fucking heavy-ass computers that were like 8,000 pounds. Yeah. Just fucking burn your house down. Uh, Dave, what the fuck have you been listening to? Um, so I stumbled upon this guy today. His name is Chris Salgado. Ooh. Never not heard familiar, of him? But, no, not familiar. But it's, I want uh, you guys to check him out. I think you'll dig him. Right up my alley. Um, I talk about him all the time, but he was like, he had like a kind of uh, Johnny Cash, John Prine voice mm. in Southern rocks, but it, like with the Southern rock style, but it was like twangy bluegrass at the same time. Ooh, I like that. It's, it's very different than anything I've ever heard, but it, it's, it's like a whole hodgepodge of shit. And he's got this like old ish voice. He was fucking excellent. Just like, I don't know. There was banjos involved in everything. It, it was good. Dave, I'm telling you, you need to get into Charlie Crockett. Charlie Crockett's that shit. You'd absolutely fall. Yeah, I'm sure I'm loving. Yeah. Uh, okay. Great pick, dude. That was that was much better than Santana. Uh, Dante. They, guilty pleasures. <laughs> I, I love I love Santana. I'm just trying to appease Kenny as he sits here in his giant chair. Uh, Dante, your final pick. What do we got? I, I've also been on kind of a twangy kick the last week. Um, you guys might laugh. He's Young country kid Parker McCollum, awesome bangers, yep. like such fucking great. I mean, I know they're commercial country songs, but he's got a really uh, great voice. He doesn't sound like one of these pop country, very artists. talented. Yeah, he's awesome. He's coming to Chicago in November. He's at Joe's. Dave, we're gonna have to go. I texted that. I was like, I gotta fucking see this guy live. So yeah, I'm in. Yeah, he's he's dope. Boom. Great pick. Everybody, good picks today. Great work, all you guys. Kenny has to fucking step out so we can go to Mexico. Dave and Dante are going to see Guns N' Roses tomorrow. Give me your excitement level for this. Very. Fuck. So fucking pumped. This is like my 10th time seeing them. I oh, yeah. can't get enough. I thought I was going to see them one time and then they were going to blow up and kill each other and never play again. <laughs> I'm shocked. Five years later, they're still together. It's unbelievable. I can't wait to see the videos, man. I just want to oh, see how Axel holds up. Drunk tomorrow, Dante. I want to see them all. Story them all. Yeah, cool. it's going to be one of those. Eesh, I can't believe I put that to however many thousands of people. Dave, out there. I want you to selfie Instagram story. Oh, here's here's like, a guilty pleasure you, song. Kenny. I'll do that right in front of the stage because we're getting like the best seats we can get tomorrow. Um, yeah, we're right in the I, pit. <laughs> we're right in the pit. It's, it was, we're gonna when Night Train comes on, we're gonna be like in Duff's nuts. Yes, like, <laughs> in his nuts <laughs> back. Um, at 1.57 a.m. after tailgating for four hours, going to a baseball game the next four hours, and then drinking after the baseball game for however long, I tweeted the lyrics to Summer Girls by LFO. 
uh, this past Saturday. You guys missed it. New Kids <laughs> on the Block got a bunch of hits. Chinese food <laughs> makes me sick. That's a fucking banger. And that that's is a, a guilty banger. pleasure song. Jesus, man. All right. Well, that's another episode on Adobe Radio. Thank you guys so much for your, uh, hanging out this week. Gentlemen, anything else you got for us today? Fuck you. Fuck Kenny, get you. some sun, man. Jealous. I'm out of here. I'll see you all next week.